We want to be our best, feel our best and live our best. But achieving our best isn't as cut and dry as do fitness, eat good, get results, happy. To find joy, good health, balance and contentment, we need to show valour. This is valour. Valour is courage. Courage to face challenges, to endure, to struggle, to be exposed to all of your vulnerabilities and to face it all without any certainty of the outcome. On the Valor Podcast, we share the methods, strategies, and ideas that can help us all achieve our very best. This is Valor. G'day all. Welcome back to the Valor Podcast. Stu here once again. I have a really interesting topic I want to talk about today, and that is priorities. And so much of it just in relation to everything that's gone on this year. It's been a bloody ripper of a year hasn't it <laughs> it's been difficult it's been an absolute challenge um especially for us victorians um yeah it's it's not been easy or i guess you know another step further it's especially hard for small businesses it's especially hard for gyms for beauty for all those you know ones like us that yeah have copped it all year it's been rough um but I want to talk about um, priorities and how you see the world and your life and what you do and what you get up to and whether you see your life, I guess, as a success or it's going somewhere or you feel worthy and happy and all of that stuff. And think about what your life was and how it was before COVID kicked in and how you see all that now and and how you think you're going to behave past all this when this does sort of start to die back and we can live a bit more of a more normal life in some way. Is it going to be different? Are you going to be exactly as you were? Were the way you were, was the way you behaved and thought and lived before this the best way for you to live? Was it bringing you the most happiness? Were Or was there issues? Was there some problems in there? Or were you taking it all for granted? I imagine most people have had time here to think about all that. We've all had time to depress and slump and grumble and be cranky and sad, but we've all had time to stop and reflect and do some different things as well and spend more time with those in our, our household or... You know, just some some different things and they give you a bit of time to think a little bit more about what you do and what works and what doesn't and just gain a little bit more of that perspective back. And that's what we're going to talk about. Now, you know, this year, if, if you could think of one sort of, one of the words to think about for this year, I would definitely think suffering. Um, this This year has been an enduring year of, Suffering, not to the extent of, you know, I, I do love that a lot of people say this during coronavirus is, you know, it could be worse. You know, it could be World War Two, You could be hiding from bombs. You could be a Jewish person uh, in World War Two, hiding. Um, you know, things could be far, far worse. But I think you're not to compare between what's been done in the past and what things are like now especially when our world has lived, you know, a relatively, it's pretty much had a relatively good run globally of living conditions and life. 
around most of the world, obviously not all of the world, but most of the world has lived in a pretty good state pretty much since World War II. So we are an absolute lucky bunch of people and, and suffering is something that the, the globe hasn't really endured on such a large scale since then. So you can't really compare the suffering from back then to the suffering now. It's totally different. It's a different beast. It's a different thing happening. But but our globe, you know, especially the, the Western world, has lived such a cushy life for so long that this is suffering. This is hard. This is really diff- different and difficult to, to handle. Our, our world's been flipped upside down and um, we're not used to this, having you know uncertainty ahead you're usually pretty certain of of what's ahead you've got security you've got safety you've got health care you've got job and job security and house and all these things there's stresses there's problems i bet right now you look at those problems that you had and you're like fuck i wish i had those problems back <laughs> uh, because now you're like oh they're not really problems but yeah suffering suffering's the word the word but i, I think um the thing is with suffering suffering always you know, depending on how you view it and deal with it, suffering leads to good things. You, you know, with pressure comes change. Um, diamonds are created through pressure. Change happens through pressure and being forced. If you're sort of living a pretty complacent life where there's not much struggle, not much challenge, nothing really to endure, there's never uncertainty of outcome. It's always pretty certain. Then not much happens. It's quite boring you know we need some suffering in our lives we need some struggle and some challenge and you know this is the you know some of the highest levels of struggle and challenge that where one could endure and 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 a globe and a nation can endure um but and as horrible and challenging as it is um this is going to build so much strength and character individually and as a community and a nation and as, as a globe and when we look at what positive changes and stuff to our lives can come from this. Um, it helps build some resilience and it helps build some grit and some determination to get our asses through this and, and get out on the other side, you know, stronger and tougher and with greater perspective than ever. Now, yeah, especially yeah, us Victorians, it's been hard. Um, it's been rough, but, you know... I wrote about this recently, but I bet you, you know, I know I thought it, but, you know, who would have thought back when we went into our second lockdown? I know I said to myself, even before the second lockdown, I said, if there's a second lockdown, I'm just, fuck, I'm just going to break down for a bit, I think. I'm going to just drink and be a grump. Um, And then it did happen. And I didn't turn into a grump and I didn't drink. I just went, oh, I'll just slog it out. You know, it's only going to be four weeks. After that, we'll be heading back to normal. It's not been four weeks. It's been about, I don't even know, by the time you listen to this, maybe 15, 16, 17 weeks now. And I bet if someone's during that time said just four weeks, and if you said if it's any more than that, if it's more than four weeks, I don't think I'm going to be able to cope. But here we are coping, managing, definitely not without breakdown here and there, not without some pain and struggle and frustration. That was certainly there. I think it's impossible to deny that. But you're here and you're still enduring and you're probably looking at yourself going far out. I am 
more resilient than I was 16 weeks ago when they locked us down again. And I'm more resilient than I was seven months ago when this all first happened and I was shitting my pants. Um, so that strength has happened and it's only happened as a result of the struggle and the challenge that we've been hit with. If you can imagine who you are and how you'd be living right now if none of this happened, would you be as strong? Would you be as resilient? Would you be able to cope with having less and having access to less than you know we've been hit with? We are more capable of everything than we really realize. Now, of course, we've definitely wallowed from here to time and here, here and there and, you know, pitied and had some sadness and that. But that doesn't, you know, in the long run, in the long term, if we spent our entire COVID life that way, we're not going to come out of this in the way that we could. There's so many lessons coming from all of this. Um, and by listening to them and learning from these lessons, that's how you come out more resilient and, and more strong. So do it. Think about, I'll, I'll, I'll give lots of examples here, but think about who you were prior to COVID and how you lived your life and what you were striving for and what brought you happiness, but also what was bringing some you know, dissatisfaction in your life. And much of us had plenty of dissatisfaction and felt like we weren't achieving or getting where we needed to be or wanted to be. Compare it to maybe right now or where you want to be in the future, things might be looking a little bit different in the way you perceive happiness and joy and success and what you actually need in life to achieve those things. You know, I know most people or many people hated work. You know, the thought of Mondays or the thought of having to see that flog's face that just is in the office or at work that just grinds you every day. The thought of a really tough challenge or something breaking or something the wrong email getting sent all that just was painful and you just wish you didn't have to do it you just want to sit home and curl up and just avoid it you wish you could just get paid for doing nothing (laughs) now right now have a look at it now how many of you go actually i wish i could go back to work i wish i could see we'll call him karen i wish i could see karen's face and you know, laugh at the silly stuff that she says. And even though she's a pain in the ass, I'm, I'm glad she's there. And man, it would be so nice to have a bit of a problem to solve. Um, it, it would be good to just do good work and, and feel a little more needed and a little more useful. My, me, myself, only a few weeks ago, was lucky enough to escape the Melbourne bubble and head to the country and install cap build and install cabinetry in um some units and it's something i haven't done for about seven years and i loved it because i haven't done it for so long and because i felt useful and i felt like i was doing good work i was using my hands and you know building stuff and just doing things whereas when you're in it and you're you're doing it for i guess a long time and you're taking it for granted um you hate doing it and you don't want to do it and a struggle comes along and you don't like that either. Whereas when I was in this unit and there was a problem like, I don't know, oh, I, I put the feet of the cabinets on in the wrong spot and I had to shift them back in all these tall cabinets, not realizing that those had a greater depth to them. Anyone that's not a builder or cabinet maker will have no idea what I'm talking about, but, but I did it wrong. <laughs> 
And in the past, maybe when I used to do that job a long time ago, you'd go, oh God, it's such a struggle. It's going to take longer. It's going to be a problem. This time I was like, oh, well, no problem. Pull it down, fix it up, push it back. No big deal. I'm just happy to be here. And um, I know that's probably how many of us feel right now, but you just, you know, as much as probably it is a good thing to be working from home from time to time and it changes your life in a good way, you're probably hanging to see the people you work with or to, to feel useful. I know I'm as much as the gym's operating to some degree and we are being useful and we're probably, I, I probably don't give it enough credit to how much impact this place is probably having on many of you people, you guys and girls right now. But when you are just on the other side of a screen or just the other side of an email, just the other side of Facebook, you don't feel as useful as when you're in person and you get to see that reaction when someone gets the lift right or when someone you know has had a good day and it's because of you and you don't get to experience that. So you know you miss it, you want it back. Another example, um, I know I'm guilty of this, but not putting enough effort to you know go and see your parents. Go and see your grandparents. And you just did it because you felt too busy or you couldn't be bothered or like, oh, I'll just go see them whenever. Now, especially if they live outside your zone, you're probably devastated that you can't see them at all. So, you know, especially when my parents can't figure out FaceTime either. Um, but you just don't realize how important they are to you and you know, just to give them a hug and how much you actually need that. But months back, yeah, took it for granted. Even social catch-ups. How much do you miss a bloody social catch-up right now? Just to go to a pub and just stand at the bar with a mate having a beer with the footy on in the background would be just unreal right now. Or to go to a cafe and to just catch up, talk about stuff. I know girls, gossip, coffees, all that would just be something that you would love right now. And back then, you probably flaked on some of those or a night out or a dinner or a lunch or whatever and... Just have those times where you take it for granted and you go, do you know what? Can't be bothered. Oh, I can't be stuffed getting ready or I could just sit here and just flick through social media instead. Now, a bit of perspective. Those things are important and we often don't give them the credit that they, that they, are, that they need and what they do for us. Another good one. Um, kids every school holidays towards the end we're like oh just can't wait can't wait to send them back i've had enough they're driving me crazy they're insane like look look you know i love them i love them and all don't get me wrong i love them but they need to go (laughs) and and this is no word of a lie how many have said this since kids have finally got to go back to school after however many months it's been of remote learning within days of them going back after having them at home for so long, you miss them already. The house is quiet. You've got extra time on your hands. You just don't know what to do with yourself. Same again. We just don't realize how lucky we have been to, to be able to have them for so long. And it's, it's, it is, it's nothing wrong with that going, God, my kids need to go back to school. I'm done with them. But even that, we often take that for granted. And this one, I think of, uh, this is another example that, Things really hit me a lot and it's helped teach me the lesson of maybe being a bit more present and slowing down and just enjoying life and everything. And that's going out for, for walks or getting out in nature or just, just 
being, I guess, just allowing yourself to just, to just be. And I, and I know prior to this, I would not often enough go out, just go for a walk or just get out, go get some fresh air after a day of work or before a day of work and just get out there and just be a part of the world and a part of your neighborhood and, and what's going on out there. And we, we'd rather sit down on our phone for longer and scroll mindlessly or watch more Netflix like it's actually going to go somewhere if we don't watch it right now or you know pick the comforts pick the easy ones but now like I know this is me personally getting outside and just being able to you know go and see the little ducklings that have just been born this spring running around on the lake and the pond and feeding them and watching them run about or you know I've been all about and some people might have seen me talk about these cocoons there's been two cocoons two moth cocoons that have been just hanging there and every day I go for a walk I cannot wait to go past them to see if they've hatched and it's just something I look forward to um, fun fact these moth cocoons in particular these moths can move their cocoons <laughs> I, I don't know like they I think they must be able to like pop out the top or something but when they feel themselves getting a little bit loose there, they obviously detach the cocoon and then bring it in a little bit to a bit, maybe a stronger position and then reattach the bugger. Did not know that was a thing, but from my uh, daily walks and checking in on these cocoons, the buggers move. There you go, fun fact. Um, but it's just fascinating. Another thing, and I know people all talk about this and I wonder if it's, and we say, oh, the, the air, it seems clearer outside now. You can see further. You can see more mountains. You can see this and that. And we sometimes put it to the fact that we're on lockdown and there's less traffic and less pollution and things like that. Although I'm looking at the window now and I see plenty of cars going past. Is it because there's less pollution and that going on? Or is it because we've finally lifted our eyes that we're actually seeing that little bit further and paying attention? I find that a really fascinating thing to think about. I love walking over the hill near my home and being able to see the mountains of Mount Dandenong and beyond. There's some, I don't even know, like it's towards Mount Bawble Way. But some clear days you look and there's another layer of mountains and I just find it fascinating. And lastly, the other thing that happens on walks is stopping to pat every dog and meet every owner along the way. Just a quick little hello or a chat about their dogs or something. It's a little thing and you think it's nothing, but the more and more interactions you have with people in your neighborhood, the closer and better and smaller your neighborhood feels. It feels more welcome. It feels more safe. It feels more happy. You know, when you go past that particular couple, I can think of them now, the couple with their baby and they're always carrying the baby on a carrier or in a little bag thing and he's got a little tiger's beanie on and all they actually... Their are face masks. They often wear use like a Are You Okay Day Are You Okay bandana. Friendliest, loveliest looking couple ever. I know the oldies that walk past. I know which dogs. We know the dogs' names, and it just makes living where we live better. And prior to a lot of this, I wasn't going on enough walks, and I wasn't having these interactions, and I didn't feel as close to my my neighbourhood and my estate as I do now. So. 
I feel that, you know, from these sort of examples, and I know we have these examples of what we were doing before and what we're doing now and how we think about it now, it's changed a little bit and it's changed our perspective and our priorities a little bit on um, well, how to make us how to maybe have a look at our priorities. I think many of us probably prior to um, coronavirus told ourselves that our priorities were in check. You know, we were doing things. We all love to say that we put family first, but do we? You know, we, we all think that the work that we're doing is the amount that we should be doing or the amount that we need to do when we all think that we're present with our kids and doing what they deserve, doing enough to give them and blah, 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 lose my words a bit, but we're giving them what they deserve and all the care and attention that they need. But, but are we actually doing that? Or, I mean, were we doing that? Or were we just caught up in our own shit? Or were we just working more and more and always feeling like we needed to get ahead and needed to get more and needed to keep up with everybody else and always thinking we need to attain that kind of ever-changing, ever-moving goalpost of what we think is enough or what we define as you know this successful amount. But we never ever seem to get there because we just keep moving that goalpost. So we want more and then we think we need to have more and then because we don't have that more, we... We feel like we're lacking, we don't have enough. So we work more, we work longer, we do more, we work harder. And then the goalposts just keep moving. And because of that, we stress over it and we push ourselves harder over it and we depress more and we anxiety more. And it's just more, more, more. And it was constant. And I know so many people have felt that way. And it's ridiculous. You know, we, because we're doing more or working more or trying to fill this gap or you know reach this moving goal we ended up pushing into our leisure time pushing into you know our time to ourselves or our time to go to the gym or our family time a time to spend you know with our kids and our partners or our friends you know we would do stupid stuff like respond to emails at dinner time or flick through our phones and watch a television at the same time or just dumb shit go to the movies but instead of having conversations not the movies, go to dinner and instead of talking and conversing, we'd be on our phones or just something ridiculous. And we'd we'd rush our kids around everywhere. And this is something that I think about a lot as well. We'd rush and rush and rush our kids. We'd tell them to hurry up. They're being slow. They're this and that and that. But is it really their fault? Is it that they're slow and they need to hurry up? Or is it because we've got too many spinning plates? And we're rushing them and putting their little bodies and their little minds under or under the pump, under the pump that they don't need. We forget that they're only, you know, four, six, eight, ten, twelve years old. They don't why should they be under the pump? Why should they be rushing? Because we've got too many things going on. And we get angry at them for not being ready and not being prepared. But maybe it's us. Maybe we're the problem. We're making them anxious about having to hurry and be on time and let's go, let's go. Because we're anxious and we're putting all that pump on it's not them it's us and we also we go to the gym less or we do less of whatever that hobby or activity is we play less golf we stop going surfing we go on less walks we stop seeing the the ducks and the cocoons and the dogs and the sunrises and the sunsets we stop doing all that stuff because we're chasing this more our priorities are fucked you know, we're spending our time looking at our screens to whether it's to numb or to wind down from the stress and we're watching our bank accounts and focusing on all the things that we don't have. 
We're forgetting that, really, we're forgetting that everything that we ever actually need is here. It's, we've already got it. It's right in front of us. It's our family. It's our friends. It's, you know, a roof over our head. It's some food. It's, it's, that, it's time together. It's nature. It's all those little things. The things that we've still got right now, now that all those other things have been taken away, they're the things that we need. They're the things that we've still got. They're the things that are the most important. Look, a little, a little job security might go down well right now. Could do with a little bit of that. But beyond that, it's, it's all good. Yes, it's great to maybe have a swimming pool or to have some cool tech or to get another holiday or whatever. But none of it's that important when our priorities aren't right, when we're just focusing on getting more and more and more and not enjoying what we have or who we have with us. Um, I, th- I know there was like a, a Russell brand like stand up from about, oh, what have we had, 10, 12 years ago. And what he's talking about when he was um, probably living a pretty shit time when he was a bit of a drug addict and he wasn't very happy with himself. And he says, um, don't you hate it when you go on holiday and the problem with going on holiday is you're there. You're still there. So the holiday is great, but if you're still a shit, you're still shit and sad and stressed and all that, you're taking yourself with you. And I hope that <laughs> that makes sense. But when you want to go away on a holiday or want those things, a swimming pool or all these things that you want, if your priorities are still fucked and you're focusing on needing to get more and chase and not being present and all those things, then you're not actually going to enjoy any of those things the way that you should. If you go on a holiday and it takes you a week to wind down from the stress of what you've been doing at home then you're probably doing far too much stressful stuff at home. It shouldn't be an escape from our lives. It should be just, you know, a progression, an add-on, a a little part of a bit of adventure or, or joy or, you know, a little treat for our lives. And you see it all the time in, you know, the... The big wigs, the, the celebrities or the, you know, the, the big business people, the, the wealthiest people in the world, you look at what they have and what they do and you think, oh my God, I want that. But then you see in their lives, whether it's, it comes out in tabloids or whatever, when things go to shit, there's, there's divorce, there's money fights, there's drugs, there's you know, early deaths as, as a result of prescription drug addictions and all sorts of shit. They're not happy. They've got all these things that you think that you that you want and put yourselves under so much pressure to try get. But they don't make you any happier. They don't achieve the things that you think they're going to achieve. They don't achieve the things that the richest and the wealthiest and the most famous you think that they get from it. They're not more happy because of the things that they have. The wealthiest and the happiest at that sort of level, the ones that are happy out there, they're not happy because of the things that they have. They're happy because of the people they might have around them and the things that they do in their day-to-day and the meaning and purpose they get from those things, whether it's spending time with their kids or enjoying the work that they do, um, feeling purposeful and like they're making a difference to things beyond just themselves. Those that get caught up in themselves and 
whether they're successful or not and whether they need more or if they're not enough and putting all that pressure and stress on themselves those are the ones that find themselves not happy and not content with their lives so when we do go back to some sort of as they call it covid normal <laughs> life returns we get to go further than 5k's from our home and we get to go back to work and we get to live a fairly normal-ish life how are you going to live and behave and view your world where are your priorities going to be yes it's important that we work and that we keep up to some extent but is it the most important thing is what we had during this covid time more important are these lessons that we've all learnt about what we need most what we lacked most i'm sure none of us during covid time are like fuck if i just had a swimming pool right now covid would be easy look it would make it helpful but it was winter but you know it'd be nice but if you're laying by a pool by yourself and you've got no person to share it with then what good is it just remember that those things our friends our family our people nature those just life the things of life that have existed forever the things that exist in life before before capitalism before consumerism before social media all those things that have existed forever i feel like have been put there for a reason they've been things to give us the fulfillment and the joy that we're supposed to have so prioritize prioritize them them first don't reply to emails at dinner time don't scroll on your phone when your kids asking you a question get outside and go for a walk without the headphones without your phone put your head up look forwards what's up there what's out there have conversations with people with your neighbors with with your workmate that you've never spoken to ask questions listen to people learn from people don't feel like you have to have all the answers be the person that has none of the answers surround yourself with people with different views different ideas different perspectives and learn from them take what is going to help you live a better life take stuff that's going to help you give back to the people you care about most then see what kind of joy comes prioritize what's most important to you put first things first let the rest follow it doesn't matter if you don't keep up with whoever it doesn't matter if you don't have the be your best life bullshit on instagram it's irrelevant just do you do you do what's best for you and your family put first things first maintain that perspective that's it i hope in some way i've been able to get up inside your brain and help to tick over or got some good juicy thoughts going Please, yeah, send send this on to some friends, share around, give us a good rating. Uh, would massively appreciate the support and help and will keep motivating me to keep putting out some things to, to help you. If you've got any thoughts and ideas and things that you want to you know, share or talk to me and reach out to me about, please go for it. Go for it. Jump on, find us on Instagram, Valor, FNM, um, and just message through there. It's probably the best way to go, through Facebook, whatever. We'll get onto it. Otherwise, you can go stu, S-T-U, at valorfnm.com.au. Thank you all. Catch us next week. Thank you very much for listening to the Valor Fitness Nutrition Mind podcast. My name is Stuart Cunningham. 
If you enjoyed the episode, please send us a like, send us a comment, share it with a mate, give us a rating on the iTunes or whatever you're listening to this on. Every little bit of support helps. Looking forward to bringing you some more stuff next week. This is Val.